Underpowered Hour, we're back from the big summer break, and we recap everything we did while we were away, including an on-location conversation with our good friend Vlado in Slovakia. And now, here's the show. Welcome to the Underpowered Hour. I'm Steve Barris, mild-mannered television executive by day and Land Rover collector by night. You can find out more about our cars and what we're working on at thebarriscollection.com or follow us on Instagram at thebarriscollection. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Ike Goss. Thank you to everyone joining us today. I'm the low back seat to Stephen's scalp massaging headrest. I'm the unavoidable whiplash of podcasting. I goss. I own and operate Pangolin 4x4 in Springfield, Oregon, where we live and breathe Land Rovers. Check us out online on Facebook, Instagram at Pangolin 4x4. Let's get started. All right, Ike, we are back after the long uh, summer break. What a uh, uh, this is! I, this is like the longest time we've been apart uh, in in years. <laughs> I, I was pining for you the entire time. Yeah, just, yeah I was yeah. as well. Yeah, It's uh, one of those things. You know, it's one of those things. Uh, podcasting makes the heart uh, grow fonder. Uh, so, well, how was your uh, summer break uh, there, Ikeno Gossifer? What did you guys uh, get up to up in uh, beautiful uh, Oregon? Uh, very little. <laughs> we, uh, we've been packing to move our shop. Yeah. So yeah. that has occupied the entirety of my waking hours. So we have a, a, a massive amount of Land Rover spares and, uh, they are all being packed in crates and containers to move to our new space, uh, which hopefully we will occupy very soon. Yeah, it's super exciting. We uh, obviously, when we were up there, there was uh, packing underway. Um, I uh, I helped you put some Unimog tops into a container. Uh, which very my contribution to the ninety thousand parts that needed to be moved. So uh, I, I wish it was only ninety thousand. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So yeah. there, I moved. I moved three Unimog tops. So I feel like I've done my part. Hey, um, you know, every bit helps. Every bit helps. <laughs> every little bit helps. Yeah. Well, I had a a slightly more exciting um, and uh, and slightly less uh, packing, although there was some packing involved. Um, we, uh, my father and I, uh, decided to take a trip to, uh, Hungary, uh, Sweet. in, uh, you know, uh, spend some time in Budapest, uh, for two reasons. One, uh, the formula one formula, e, uh, of, uh, the motorsport uh, world was, uh, in Hungary. The Hungarian Grand Prix was a couple of uh, weeks ago. And so we decided we would go and check that out. Something we've always wanted to do, uh, together. And that was, uh, super fun I have to say though, uh, and I was talking to Jeremy Hart about it while I was over there, but, uh, the track, uh, that the the Hanguro Ring, which is where the uh, where they race, uh, it's just outside of Budapest, and it was built uh, during uh, the the Soviet era, mm-hmm. and uh, has not been touched since then. So Whoa. it has a real patina on that wow. uh, racetrack. I mean, it is it's an old world Formula One racetrack. <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. Jeremy said uh, it, one of those race cars is probably worth more than that entire property. <laughs> and uh, I believe it. I think he's right because it is. Uh, wow, 
Uh, it is a shitty, shitty racetrack. What What do they use it for when it's not a racetrack? Nothing, nothing at all. It just sits there and waits for the next Formula One. I think they, I think they have like a you know a driving school, a, literally a driving school for like teens to learn how to drive when oh. uh, it's not being used. Uh, now they just they paved the track recently, so the mm-hmm. the track surface itself is really nice. I mean, it's like any modern Formula One track. I think it has to be to run those sure. cars on it. Uh, but as soon as you step six inches out of the paddock it's like you're in saskatchewan it's just burnt grass and like stray dogs and a bunch of like guys living in like little you know toe behind trailers and stuff like it's insane it is super eastern europe six inches outside of the hungura ring so they, do they serve borscht at uh, the racetrack you know the the uh, the uh we had uh we had a, a number uh, of good uh, borscht while we were there in uh, in Hungary. They do serve the Hungarian uh, sausage at the racetrack, which we did have. And uh, we decided that we would go uh, on practice day. So we went to the practice and hung out in the paddock and uh, did that. And then it was okay. It's time to go about eight o'clock. All the racing for the day was because I like to watch Formula Two and Formula Three and Form and W the whole the whole thing. Like if I'm going to be there, I might as well be there. Which uh, mo- I, I know annoys everyone, probably up to and including everyone but my, <laughs> but my father, who is even more of a completionist than I am. So it's uh, we're a good pair when it comes to like obscenely uh, long trips to places. So anyway, so we, we hung out there. We we go out to uh, catch a cab at the end of the day, and the cab line is three hours long and so because there's no infrastructure to get people to and from this track so we ended up standing in line with a couple of really fantastic uh gentlemen uh father and son another father and son uh welshman uh and they own a bed and breakfast and morgan driving experience (laughs) so you can go you can get a room in this bed and breakfast and you can uh, drive a Morgan for the weekend. And they also have a pub inside of this. So they've invited us uh, to go over uh, next time we're in the UK and uh, spend a day and drive the Morgan around and, and hang out. So we'll, we'll have to do that. They were, they were super, super nice. Uh, what kind of, what kind of breakfast do they have? I don't know. I didn't ask that. I feel like that's a-, a critical question. You got a bed and breakfast? What kind of bed and breakfast? What kind of breakfast you got? I imagine it's English. I'm just going to guess it's an English breakfast. I'm just, yeah, you never know. Maybe it's a theme. Uh, you know? Maybe it is. Uh, I don't know. Uh, on the, uh, anyway, so on the, on the race day on Saturday, on Sunday, uh, yeah. we decided to take a helicopter back and forth because the idea of waiting in a five hour cab line on race day was, was no good. So we're like, no problem. Mm-hmm. We, uh, you know, arrange uh, the helicopter. The helicopter literally just lands, of course, in an empty field along the bank of the Danube. And you jump in the helicopter and uh, flying over <laughs> the, the uh, pilot's door of the uh, helicopter uh, just uh, popped open. And he uh, he tried to sort of slam it shut. It wouldn't wouldn't really latch. Shut. So he just sort of held it closed with his foot. And I'm not sure, for those of you who don't fly a helicopter, your feet are really important when you're flying a helicopter. And so he was sort of trying to do the, hold the door closed, get the thing. So anyway, so we got, we got out of there. Was Uh, Was that disconcerting? 
Were you, a little, were you bit. like you know, a little nerve? You know, I wasn't probably as, as much as I should have been. And my dad didn't <laughs> notice. And I think he would have been because he, he, you know, he was in uh, I, maybe, I don't know, 20 years ago now. He was in like a near death helicopter experience Whoa. where the helicopter lost power and had to auto rotate down to the uh, like to, to land, like almost died in a helicopter crash. So he was a little reluctant to get into yet another helicopter, uh, especially in Eastern Europe. But I'm like, it's going to be fine. I take helicopters all the time. I fly in and out of Manhattan anytime I, I go to these coasts. So uh, it's fine. No problem. Um, and besides, I mean, I feel like if you're going to die in, in some kind of a, you know, an accident, like a helicopter crash is pretty cool. You know, like that's kind of a neat way to go. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But anyway, so we, uh, I mean, I can think of better ways. (laughs) I don't know, but it was fine on the way back. There was no, uh, there was no problems on the way back and, uh, and it was all good. And then on, uh, the, the, the Monday of that, uh, of that week, uh, we decided to go to Slovakia and Slovakia mm. is uh, this particular part that we went to uh, is the former uh, Czechoslovakia where my grandfather was born. And we went to uh, Orozhneva, which is the little town where he was born. Uh, hundred, It was like 100 years ago. There was uh, My family was there. So it's been a while. Uh, nobody recognized us. Um, but we went. We had a <laughs> there beer. There was a, and, a picture up in every store. Don't yeah. take checks from Do these guys. It's like, really? 100 <laughs> years? Hey, wow. They're still, they really hold a grudge in Rushneva. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, Jesus. And uh, and that was great. It was really fun. It was neat. We we went to the town hall. We don't speak Slovakian, so it was impossible to, to, to like understand anybody, but we tried to see if we could look up some information about my grandfather and stuff. We were not successful in doing that. But when in Slovakia, um, one must visit our very good friend, uh, Vlado. Uh, I love Vlado. He's great. Land Rover Easta on uh, Instagram. Uh, and Vlado came and visited me. Uh, we talked about that a while ago. And uh, so finally, I just happened to be in Slovakia. And so uh, I took a, uh, took a trip over uh, to the uh, Heos, which is, the, uh, which is his uh, Land Rover restoration business. Checked out the uh, Land Rovers that he has under restoration and is about to start restoring and some customer cars he was servicing. And I just happened to bring along the podcasting gear. So ah, we. That's amazing. We're lucky enough to have what I don't know. Certainly, our first on location in Slovakia uh, interview, and so Vlado and I sat down and chatted uh, for a little while. And so, uh, if you're game, I'd like to play you the tape. I'm excited to hear this. All right, here we go. So, Vlado, we're here in Slovakia. Who would have thought you uh, you came to visit me? Uh, how long ago now? It was maybe six months ago or something that you came up to uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, well, actually, it was like two months ago. Two months ago, yeah. And it's incredible to to have you here in Slovakia. I never thought that. Uh, <laughs> you see, that's where you you should know better. I'm sure you tell everybody if you're ever in Slovakia, stop by. Uh, nobody does it. Nobody, but, but we do it. We're gonna we're gonna come. I'm here with my father. We were at Formula One uh, in uh, Hungary uh, this past week and uh, said, "Well, I can't get this close uh, to uh, Slovakia and not and not come and say hello." My exactly, uh, exactly. Know, that's to, to my incredible. good friend Lotto here. Yeah, and what a what a what a space you have. What an amazing uh, workshop. Uh, uh, you have so so. Tell me, tell me a little bit about the the space, a little bit about the business for those people that don't know. I mean, I think they know your Land Rover Easta mm-hmm. uh, Instagram account. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how many people know that that's attached to to a business. So what is what is what does the business do? Yeah. Well, um, 
we are mainly sourcing, you know, the, the Land Rovers uh, around Europe and uh, trying to catch all those uh, stories and all those uh, rusty cars, you know, and, and keep them going. Yeah. So we either find them uh, new homes or uh, we restore vehicles here in our shop. So Yeah, and we saw some of the restored vehicles out yeah. front just now and they're absolutely spectacular. Like, yeah. really, really high-end work. Uh, Series cars, Defenders. Have, do you guys do any Discoveries or Range Rovers, or do you stick to just the riveted together cars? The riveted together cars, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Land Rovers, uh, Defenders, and, and Series. That is uh, the proper Land Rover for, for me, for us. Yeah. And we only, we only, you know, in, in, we're only in this business. Yeah, right. This is, this yeah. is a true Land Rover for me. True, true Land Rover. Yeah, well, that's, that's very cool. So what, so what are some of the projects that you're working on Right now, we saw some of the uh, some of the ones you just finished a series uh, two, a series two A. Yeah, the series two A. Uh, it's uh, just about to get finished. It's uh, it's it's a short wheelbase, uh, eighty eight uh, inch from uh, Switzerland. It was used by the Swiss Post, and then it was abandoned for thirty years. And it uh, you know we've we've gave it a new life, and um, then we have three V 8s lined up which we are planning to work on in, in the in the in the future so there's interesting you know uh, projects ahead of us and uh, we've also finished one very mystery build I'd say it's it's kind of an art you know it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a camel trophy tribute I'd say done by an amateur in the 90s in the Yugoslavia <laughs> yes and it's uh, the client had a request you know to keep as much of the of the you know of the custom parts to it so we really tried our best and uh you can also find this one on, on our instagram it's it's an interesting car to look at it's it is it's definitely an interesting car but i i think that you're, you're right it's sort of it's it's as much an an art piece or a piece of sculpture as yeah. it is sort of a uh you know a, a true uh sort of you know, the, the the guys in the uk will call them a, a shamel uh, trophy, a, a oh, not real. Yeah. I think this is yeah. a much different thing. This is uh, more of an art car uh, kind of interpretation. I really like it. I think it's. Yeah, I think yeah. it's very neat. It is. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I actually thought that I would be ashamed uh, when we finished the car, and <laughs> I'd not like to show it to anybody. But uh, now, when it's finished, I really like it, and uh, I can't wait to actually have a small expedition with it. Yeah. Uh, in the following weeks. I actually thought that we could have an expedition with it now, but uh, it's not yet finished. So yeah, that's right. Unfortunately, we we'll all come back. We didn't make it. I'll come back and all we'll right. do that. Yeah, we'll go. Okay. We'll go get stuck yeah. somewhere in the uh, Slovakian wilderness. I would. Uh, I'd love to. You know, we've. This is the first time we've been here to uh, Slovakia. Mm. We, uh, my father and I, were in uh, a little town where my grandfather uh, grew up uh, this morning, and uh, what an amazing country. Uh, you know, I, I guess I don't know. I think a lot of people have a one, especially North Americans, have one sort of view of what Eastern Europe is. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's either a sort of war-torn or it's, it's Borat, you know? I think it's sort of <laughs> so, somewhere in between there, right? Uh, and uh, it's, it's totally different, right? It actually, it's very reminiscent of uh, Southern Alberta, where I'm from in Canada. Um, you know, this is, uh, there's a lot of agriculture here, um, but it's just, just gorgeous. I mean, these, uh, you know, rolling, rolling hills and... Uh, it is, right? Yeah. It's and the roads are fantastic. Here. Somebody said to me, oh, the roads are going to be, we even sort of thought, oh, uh -huh. it's going to be gravel roads and we're going to have to, you know, we should do, what kind of SUV are we going to need? Not at all. It's, it's beautiful, wonderful to drive yeah. and, uh, and, and beautiful, uh, but... 
not a lot of Land Rovers here. And, and you said all the Land Rovers in Slovakia are, are here within the, like 10 meters of this building. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Not a lot of Land Rovers here, but uh, if you want to see Land Rovers in Slovakia, you should definitely stop by. Yeah, you just got to come here. <laughs> yes, you just got to come here. You don't here. have to work that come hard. Here, yeah, course. you just come, <laughs> exactly. You just come, just come right here and see what you guys are working on. And you've got, so you've got a couple of customer cars in here. And then you said you're starting on like a run of V8 builds. Yeah, um, the V8 is is something that the the, the clients, uh, you know, they see that there's not going to be any more petrol cars in the future and yeah. uh, everything's turning electric and the more cylinders you have, the more kind of, you know, interesting and rare it is. Yeah. So, yeah, we managed to, you know, get some uh, V8 projects uh, in line and... Uh, to make uh, the process more effective and optimized, we chosen, you know, to to make them free at once. Yeah. And that way, we, you know, and we can have uh, all the gearbox parts and all the engines done at once. You know, it, it makes a lot of sense. And when we're here in Slovakia and plenty of the parts, you know, are sold in in the UK. Yeah. Then we have to be, you know, very effective with uh, with the shipping because yeah. uh, now, you know, uh, we have to do customs with every uh, shipment. So. We try to, you know, make the process uh, as effective as we can. So um, we've chosen to do them all at once. Yeah, to do them. I think that's a really, I think it's a really smart idea. That's a really, especially, I guess I, I sort of took it for granted, but it, you guys are, of course, now being introduced to the great uh, United Kingdom customs debacle uh, that yeah. we have been dealing with in the United States, of course, all, all along. We've always had you terrible always customs. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, it's 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 just another day in an office. Yeah, nothing's right. easy with the Land Rover. Nothing's, nothing's easy. easy. No, if it was easy, everybody would have one. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, of course. exactly, exactly. So yeah. what? Uh, so you're doing the the three point five liter Land Rover V eight that would have originally come in those uh, cars, non non EFI, so carbureted uh, du- yeah. dual dual over uh, carb three point five liter V eights. Yeah, yeah, that that that's the one exactly. Uh, for all all the three, we've chosen to go with the uh, Weber carburetors, mm-hmm. just because you know the twins are there. Um, quite you know hard to get them running properly, and yeah. uh, the Webers are just uh, then you know easily tuned, and uh, they're they're better for the maintenance, and so we've chosen you know to go this route. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. That'll make for a much easier running car. The, uh, the dual Stromberg, the dual SU carburetors is a, is a labor of uh, frustration. I think it's, it's, it's good for someone, you know, that, that uh, wants the Land Rover to be, you know, genuine. And, uh, and that means he wants to, you know, repair it more than drive. Yes. So exactly. it's good for, you know, for, for me or you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But uh, for, uh, for a consumer, for, for someone who really wants to, you know, just drive the car and enjoy it, it, it makes a lot of sense, you know, to, to, to swap. Brief periods of ecstasy followed by prolonged periods of frustration. It's yeah, what, uh, yeah. Land Rover ownership uh, is all about. It's a romance. I always say it's a romance. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And my stage one is actually a, a, an Arabian market car. So it has the uh, high performance, high performance SU carburetors in it, which are even harder to tune than the uh, than the regular ones. So yeah, it's a it is a quite a uh, 
yeah, it's quite a it's quite a feat doing the balancing and then having to do the. You need three hands in order to be able to properly, uh, uh, you know, tune the carburetor. So <laughs> Just three know, hands. Yeah, only, yeah that's <laughs> okay. the only trick. Otherwise, it's really easy. You know, as long as you have a yeah, yeah you always need to bring a friend. Uh, we do have one in the shop um, uh, running. It's the four point six V eight uh, mm-hmm. with the with the dual uh, SU carbs on it. And it's, it's, it's a shop workhorse, you know, so we don't care much, you know, how well it's running. It's, it's running, but uh, again, it's, it's yeah. a shop car, so, you know, we can do the, do the repairs whenever it's necessary. Right. And it's, yeah, it's really not leaving the shop more than like a few kilometers around, so it's, it's fine for it. That's great. But actually, they, it, the 4.6 and um, the, the carbs, it's, it's quite a neat combination, you know. Yeah. You can... Yeah. You can get some very nice sound from it and the torque is also amazing the truck is just uh incredible and did it start life as a 4.6 liter uh rover block or was that was that overboard to be uh, 4.6 it did yeah it's it's actually 4.6 but it has been converted to the carburetors Mm -hmm. and then it was converted into a 1969 uh series 2a it's uh ex-military 109 actually oh cool it has a very heavy patina on it yeah and it's it's used you know for pushing uh, Land Rovers for for pulling Land Rovers uh, for pulling cars with no wheels no axles for for you know for all the stuff that you just uh, you need some some heavy machinery. Wow! Yeah. Wow! That sounds awesome. That sounds very <laughs> cool. So what? That's a good that's a good segue into. So what what Land Rovers do you have? What are your what's your what's your personal uh, Land Rover? I know you have one. Yeah, I have a 110 TDI, which is uh, my daily driver. And I also use it uh, for, uh, you know, traveling uh, Europe and then hauling uh, Land Rovers around. Yeah. And so 200, so it's or, uh, 200 or 300. It's a 300 TDI. Yeah, it's a 300 TDI. And uh, it runs very good. It's it's I really like the engine and, and the performance uh, of it. I'd Some say would say that's the the quintessential Land Rover. That's the best. That's yeah. the best they ever did. That was as a, the 300 TDI. They should have retired. I'd say that. it is. For yeah. me, it yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, until you know, I found the right balance. Uh, it took some time and uh, two or, or two engines that uh, we've uh, kind of wrecked. You know, uh, yeah, and yeah. twisted the heads and so forth. Yeah. heads. Yeah. But then uh, when you put some additional equipments to, you know, to control the temperature in the heads and uh, the um, gas temperature, the exhaust gas temperatures, and, you know, you, you, go, you, you find a way how to enjoy the car and not ruin it. Right. And once you do it, it, it's really a good one. It's, it's, it's a great, uh, great engine and I, I really like and enjoy the car. And then... Um, Actually, we have two more, my dad and my dad and, and I, uh, two more 110 TDIs. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was a, I'd say was a, a barn find. Uh, it had only 40,000 kilometers when we oh, found wow. it a few years ago. And then, uh, yeah, my dad started to enjoy it. Uh, he has it like eight years and it looks like it has covered a million miles. <laughs> it's just so beaten up. Well, that's great though. It, yeah, that's great. It, it was a jewel when we found it, but now it's like completely wrecked. Uh, but it's it's driving. It's yeah. doing its job. It's driving, and it's, yeah. it works for him. It's, it works for me, and that's fine. And we have a, a 1960, 1969 uh, 2A, which has only covered like uh, 20,000 kilometers mm-hmm. uh, because it was uh, uh, found uh, on a 
uh, weather, how, how you say the, um, the weather station up oh, in the mountains sure. yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, they had like 10, 10 months of, of uh, winter there. Mm-hmm. So the car really was driven like only two months, but nice. they were bored, you know, and they overpainted the car, like I'd say like probably every two or three winters. <laughs> so <laughs> it only covered like uh, 20,000 kilometers, but it has, I don't know, like seven, eight, <laughs> ten layers of paint on it. Paint on it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's great. I mean, that's that's such a neat. That's that's a real. That's really neat patina. That's, yeah, it, uh, it is. I don't know if you've recently seen on uh, Bring a Trailer in the United States. There's the Alpine Joe uh, car, which our good friends from Rover Talk went out. Uh, Ivan and Dan went out and uh, and took a look at not that recent, uh, not that not that long ago. But it's uh, it's the same thing. It's been it looks like it's been hand painted. They've got some kind of weird like you know mural that has been painted on the side of it, and uh-huh. uh, you know, yeah, no nobody really knows. It's a little dubious from a, from a uh, you know sort of a, a provenance if you can even call it that standpoint. But those are neat when you find cars that you know obviously have been sort of an ongoing project. You know? They all have a story. The, the, with the Land Rover, they all have a story, and I'm I'm kind of you know intrigued about the the life it had before, and it's always something interesting you know going on. And what's also an interesting fact once. You find a Land Rover and a, and a really enthusiastic owner. It's probably not his only Land Rover. Yeah. He he might have <laughs> another sure. one, and then yeah. once he has two, you know, why not buy a third one for That's parts? Right. That's right. Once That's he right. has three, you know, it's <laughs> then all bets are off. You know, yeah. <laughs> then the next thing you know, there's a shed out back with you know, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I actually found quite a few collectors slash hoarders like yes, this right. <laughs> with you know living in in a small piece of a house and then yeah. like two rooms but all other rooms are filled with Land Rover parts yeah. and a yeah. uh, huge you know uh, front yard full of, of Land Rovers and another house actually he started to build for his daughter but then he just filled it with Land Rovers. <laughs> The daughter moved away. She doesn't yes. talk to her anymore. It's a sad story. Yeah, no, you know, it's funny. You describe a, a lot of people I know pretty well, probably up to and including Ike. So uh, <laughs> certainly Linus. Linus has got all kinds of Land Rovers yeah. encircling his uh, his house. It's easy uh, It's easy to find it because it's covered in Land Rovers. So yeah. Land Rovers and, and old bib uh, old bib coveralls. Um, but uh, so what's, what's, if you had an opportunity to buy any Land Rover, uh, you know, of all time, what would be if you could only have one? What's your ultimate? Your ultimate Land Rover? I'd say the light behind the grill. Yeah, an yeah, 80 inch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An original 48 80 yeah. inch. Yeah, I think that's. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny because it, we get asked that a lot, right? Well, yeah. what, what what's the best Land Rover? Do you think? And I say the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's definitely an 80 inch, no question about it. And uh, yeah, lights behind the grill 80 inch is a pretty fun car. Ring yeah. pull, ring pull uh, 80 inch is a pretty fun car. I actually found one. In kind of in in my backyard, you know, in in, in the in the Balkans where I source all of these cars. Oh yeah. And I'm really trying to buy it, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll think. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, sooner or later, it will end up with me. You know, we just have to settle on the price. You just have to figure it out. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But that's it's in right. a it's in a terrible condition. But <laughs> yeah. still, okay, I don't yeah. care. I, I want it. 
Well, that's the thing. Those original 80 inches, like you're not going to find a, like one that somebody hasn't driven because if they haven't right. driven it, the car is 75 years old. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Even if they parked it in the in the barn, it's still going to be uh, shitty. But uh, <laughs> but they're a uh, they're, yeah. It's just a, it is. It's the it's the greatest. It's the greatest Land Rover. Uh, it is the Land Rover. It's the original it, yeah, quintessential right. Land Rover. It is uh, the Land Rover. Right. Yeah. right. We're going to take a very quick break to hear from this sponsor. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. And now back to the show. What are some projects that you guys are sort of hoping to get to in the uh, in the future? Um, I'm kind of open to do some new stuff, and I would uh, really like to experiment maybe with uh, some electric drivetrain. To be honest, oh, very cool. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, uh, it's you know, it's probably the future of of transportation. Yeah, uh, it has a lot of benefits and. I'd really like to give it a try, you know. We have a very well equipped shop and um, good mechanics. Uh, we have like also a guy that's uh, very enthusiastic about uh, the electric concept. So yeah. I think we're a good team to make it work and this is something that we, I would really be looking forward to. That's interesting. Where it's something Ike and I have talked about as well is mm-hmm. uh, wouldn't it be fun to have, especially like something like an 80 inch, where there are plenty of cars now, yeah. that the motor's gone, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the engine, and even in some cases, the transmission right. has been long gone. Yeah. So you're not destroying some sort of, you know, incredibly mm-hmm. rare car or, or a later series car where exactly. you know, it's maybe on its exactly. third engine or something yeah. to, to think about that. Because you're right. I mean, there's going to be a time where uh, we're, we're not going to be able to have a gasoline car uh, either via regulation or because it just isn't, you know, the fuel is not uh, economically yeah. uh, viable yeah. for, a, for a hobby car to fill mm-hmm. it with a specialty uh, gasoline or a, or a, or a gasoline alternative or something right. and to start sort of thinking about, okay, well, what is a, what is a classic car collection that can't have, uh, you know, traditional fuel? What does yeah. that, what do you, does that look like? How do you, how do you, how do you move into that space? And I think that's very cool. I think that's, that's, that's really yeah. exciting. I actually found a 107 station wagon in the condition you just, ex- uh, uh, explained that the, the engine's not original. Uh, it even had the, like all the rear body uh, body removed, oh, so yeah. it's you know it's kind of a pickup from it. Yeah. But from the chassis, it's still a 107 station wagon left hand mm-hmm. drive, so it's a pretty rare vehicle. Yeah. And I think that that one will get a lot of attention if we you know make something crazy out of it because yeah. it's unorthodox to put in in such a rare vehicle to put yeah. a electric drivetrain into it so this is something that maybe i would uh well and i I think you can do it in a way that doesn't uh, destroy the vehicle i think you can do it in a way that's super sympathetic that it isn't going to have 900 times more horsepower or, or anything. Yeah. You could make it the same car. Uh, so it's the same driving experience, but just uh, electric uh, instead of uh, petrol, you know? Yeah. yeah, but it's still very controversial, controversial, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. To yeah. make something like that. Uh, if you choose a Series 3, you know, it's a, it's, it's a mass market car. You yeah, know, nobody you cares. Have, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. It, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. But do it with a 107 station wagon yeah. that's, 
Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> highly controversial. Highly controversial. It, it is, but maybe it, worthwhile. You get a lot of, of Instagram uh, followers, I think, out of doing something like uh, doing something like that. I sure. I like to for sure give it a try. So if uh, people want to find out about you, find out about the business, find out about the cars that you do. First of all, do these cars go everywhere in the world? Do they stay here in uh, Eastern Europe? Do they stay in Europe continentally? Well, um, we sell most of the cars um, to Europe. Uh, we, we, we've sold a very nice uh, long wheelbase to California. Mm -hmm. But then a lot of our cars are actually going through other dealers to the U.S., so yeah, we can say we, we basically uh, sell cars uh, all over the world. All over the world. And where do, where do people find you if they're looking for you on the internet? It's just probably the easiest to find me on Instagram as uh, Landrovarista or uh, Heyas. And uh, we're also on Facebook. Very cool. Well, as you know from doing from listening to the show, yeah. nobody gets away without the lightning round questions. Now, Ike unfortunately isn't here okay. to do the Ike uh, edition lightning round questions, right. which are of course uh, far more difficult uh, than mine. But but we'll 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 muddle through. We'll do our best. So, uh, are are you aware of the format? You know how it works. Yeah, I am. Fast I'm a questions. Listener. Yeah, fast fast <laughs> okay. answers. Uh, okay, are you ready? I am. All right. Soft top or hard top? Soft top. Uh, tambora orange or uh, bronze green? Bronze green. Bronze green. Uh, Leafs or coils? Leafs. Gas or diesel? Diesel. And uh, what is the best way to remove 90 weight uh, gear oil from your underpants? Thought about this one and it's just throw them away. <laughs> Excellent. That's a popular one. That's a, well, there you go. You did it. You ran the gauntlet. Vado, thank you, first of all, for having us here. Uh, thank you for the, the, the shop tour. Thank you for uh, spending some time this afternoon. And uh, I hope you'll be able to come back to the U.S. and not just uh, uh, for a quick visit to the shop, but we'll go and do, uh, you know, we'll get lost in the desert or something in a bunch of shitty old Land Rovers. So Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Thank you very much for stopping by. It was really nice having you here. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> well, there you go. Vlado has uh, some super cool stuff on the go, man. I mean, first of all, he is the nicest person in the entire world. Like, certainly of all of Slovakia. Of any Slovakian I know, he's the best one. No question. Yeah, no doubt. He's, he's a super nice guy. I like him. And uh, I have uh, interacted with uh, Vlado for several years. And he's always uh, a friendly guy. And he's always got some neat stuff and neat trucks. And so uh, that was great to hear from him. Yeah, man, it was it was really fun, and he's got yeah he's got some nice stuff. His series, my dad really likes the uh, the series two A that he has uh, restored. He keeps talking about it. He keeps mentioning it. Uh, so maybe we'll have to see if uh, and and Vlado's going to try to help uh, procure uh, me a TDCI uh, defender. Although he does not like TDCI defenders, but uh, he's going to try to help me procure one from maybe Spain or something like that. And I might just leave it over there and uh, and just uh, head over and drive uh, get some get some adventures going in uh, in Eastern Europe in the, uh, I love the TDCI it. defender it might be might be pretty fun. So Super yeah, cool. well we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely have to uh, have Vlad on the uh, on the show again. Get an update on some of the uh, some of the cars that uh, he's working on. He's got all those V8s that he's uh, he's going to do a, a string of uh, three v8s all at the same time and uh so that'll be very cool and uh and he's still doing the uh, procuring the chassis and things for arconics and uh this workshop's great though it's a really great little spot and it was uh, was super fun to see him and uh yeah 
can't wait can't wait to go back we might actually go back to slovakia so uh if if we do we'll definitely stop in and say hi to uh to vlado again absolutely yeah no he's uh he's uh, great to visit and uh he's invited us over there a couple times he's like you gotta go check this out and see that and alone your car and all that stuff so yeah i uh look forward to doing that yeah and i think he offers that and knows nobody's ever going to take him up on it so when i showed up he's like <laughs> oh no <laughs> like, oh no he's actually here well he's gonna be disappointed because yeah. we're gonna have to take him up on that yeah that's right he's gonna be like i'm gonna stop offering this people people keep coming to slovakia it doesn't make sense <laughs> Why do people do it? But uh, it was worth it. If you're man, it's worth the trip to Slovakia just to see our good friend Vado. Well, on that uh, uh, note, uh, Ike, it's uh, it's been another uh, great uh, it's been another great show and uh, hell of a hell of a summer break. I uh, oh, I certainly man. enjoyed it. it nice to have the time off. I'm glad you spent the entire time. Glad to be back. The entire time packing. Uh, I'm but, packing right now while we're spot, while we're talking. In the, in the spot. <laughs> I, uh, and we've got some great shows coming up. Man, we uh, Liza has been hard, hard at work uh, booking uh, only the biggest, most exciting interviews that the Land Rovering world uh, has uh, to offer. Now, the Land Rovering world and beyond. Uh, let's be honest. Uh, there is some guests that uh, you know are certainly far beyond, and uh, we're going to we're going to we're going to talk to Jim Carrey about his time on the set of Ace Ventura. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be even the smallest connection to Land Rovering. We're going to we're going to we're going to pull that. I thing. mean, he spent a lot of time in Land Rover. He is also film. Canadian. Yeah. I mean, he might be gettable. I don't know. We can reach out. You know, I, think I mean, he it. did those Sonic movies. I think he's kind of back in the pop culture now. <laughs> you know, people love those movies. People love those movies. So, yeah, we've got uh, we've got that coming up. We've, uh, as always, we have uh, some great uh, merch uh, on the site. Uh, some t-shirts uh, still in stock, although uh, looks like people went on the uh, on a, a summer purchasing frenzy uh, while mm-hmm. we were away. And uh, all your shirts will get sent to you uh, in due time. We're back in the shop now, and uh, and we're prepping. We're also going to have all of the uh, sponsors for the Rebel uh, Rally. We're going to start doing those interviews. Some really cool people. Great tires, great wheels. Uh, You know, the the banner sponsor, we're going to announce that very soon. Uh, Very, very cool tie-in there. Some really neat stuff we're doing there. And uh, yeah, Liza and I are uh, are going to be sweating to the oldies, uh, getting all this stuff done on the truck in time to to go. But it's uh, it's running. I I knew that Richard Simmons' wig would come in handy. That's exactly. It. It's the only way I work. It's sa- safety <laughs> and fashion. Let's be honest. So, all right, sir. Well, it's been a slice, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Talk to you soon. See ya. The Underpowered Hour is produced by Liza Barris, Ike Goss, and me, Steve Barris. Pavel Svartov composed and performed our theme music. Consider supporting the show on Patreon, and if you already do, thank you. Your support makes the show possible. For even more, check out our Instagram or Facebook. 